are listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Charity Stowe is a singer-songwriter from Nottingham, England. Her folky Americana sound can be heard throughout her new EP, Perfect Thought. Because of you. Echo. Hello, thank you very much for having me. TikTok machine over there. <laughs> yeah, that's how I like to be introduced. <laughs> I assume that was a, uh, a conscious effort that you started, what, a few months ago? You started taking it daily? Yeah, definitely. I kind of, I think most artists, everyone kind of tried to not do it for so long. And then we all realized that actually it has been a really good um, place to get new people to hear my music. It's very different to other social media channels like you know, Facebook and Instagram, you kind of have the same group of people. Whereas on TikTok, I had, you know, a thousand completely new people. And that that kind of injects a very new and um, engaged audience into your music, which is really good. I'm Charity Stowe. Um, I'm a singer songwriter and I'm based in Nottingham at the moment. I'm originally from Stamford in Lincolnshire, a um, little uh, historic town, um, kind of a little bit country, but um, yeah, very quaint. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I kind of listen to probably a lot of um, Americana and blues. That's what um, my dad played a lot of when we were little um, and what he, you know, played at gigs and stuff. Um, and yeah, obviously with that, my mum was very into kind of Joni Mitchell, Shania Twain. Um, it's been quite an odd mix of stuff, really. I think the classics have been kind of Carol King, Bob Dylan, um, but now it's it's really is everything and everything and i'm just spending my time trying to like reach my mind out to as much of the musical like spectrum as i can because there's so much that i don't even know exists or that people do and it's it's a shame i want to know and appreciate all of this amazing music it's just so hard to have to work hard at it um so yeah a little bit of everything and i think that's good for my music it's, it's nice to have a really big range of influences to draw from And were you writing young? No, I didn't start writing until I was like 17, 18. Um, I had always sung and I'd done lots of open mics and stuff like that, but I'd never written and I kind of decided that if I wasn't writing by now, maybe it just wasn't for me. Um, And then I started writing and realised actually it was quite fun and it's a lot more um, satisfying to sing your own songs. Even though I love doing covers, it is is a really nice feeling to sing your own songs and eventually, you know, slowly how people recognise some songs in it. Yeah, it means a lot. And so, yeah, I haven't been writing for very long, really. I'm I'm still learning a lot. <laughs> and going back through your catalogue here, so 2018 was your first, was that your first release, Stowaway? Yeah, yes. But those, so those are two covers. They were kind of getting into the music and getting into the studio but still not songwriting at that point so was here an original yeah that was yeah that was the first song that i ever wrote i'm glad it turned out (laughs) we kind of we changed it a lot and did lots of things to it to kind of make it a bit more palatable because i think my you know my demoing skills were pretty dire at that stage um (laughs) but yeah i'm proud of it i'm proud that 
I managed to write a song and it and it turned out all right. So yeah, that was that was my first little baby. I couldn't find it here. I couldn't find it there. I couldn't find it here. And that is the one that kind of when going through all your songs it kind of stands out the most because it's the more electronic beats a little bit yeah and uh more poppy than a lot of your other stuff which is more live band sounding yeah it definitely is and i think that's a lot of me just trying lots of different things and trying to find out my sound i didn't really know what i wanted my music to sound like at that stage and i kind of we just wrote a song that we all thought sounded good we didn't have a, a genre or you know, a direction in mind. And I think it's quite nice to do that sometimes just to be completely within one song and not think about anything else. But like you say, it does it does stick out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we tried it. And I think it's probably a lot more poppy than the stuff that I would do now. But I'm still, yeah, I'm really proud of it. The production on it is incredible. And I'm kind of, that was my first insight into how all of that works. And so you, you've kind of settled into this Americana country sound. And it was funny because when I lived in the UK, I didn't realize that you have country music. It's just <laughs> a little less yeehaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have the, the, the crying guitars, the steel guitars and stuff. So it all carries over. Just the subject matter is a little different, less trucks. Yeah, a little bit less like out in the wild world. So is that just something you found a groove in when you started making music? Yeah, it's always been something that when I would sing covers, I would always fit really well into country songs. And I think my voice kind of, and my style of singing fits it really nicely. And I always find that doing covers is a really good way to discover what kind of songs you should be singing and what kind of music you should be making. But yeah, it's not, you know, country music. I love country music, but I don't actually listen to a whole lot of it. And like, you know, I wouldn't say there is specific influences from it, but there definitely is that kind of tone and I think that's just how I sing. And I've, yeah, I've got kind of a lot of country, alt folk, that kind of stuff. It's really interesting because they're all the things that I actually don't listen a lot to, but it just happens to come out in my music. But I'm glad that, you know, I like to have all these different genres and personalities coming out with the music. And so was Perfect Thought, your, your new EP, did you set out to write an EP together or you just have a couple songs laying around you're like you know what this could kind of form into something yeah it was definitely the last that I had about three songs I'd written um quite close together two of them during lockdown and when we had finished a couple of them and I thought actually it you know it, it does work really well together and there's a lot of through lines that I didn't know were there that I kind of realized when you put them together you're like oh okay I understand what this all means now and I can see what headspace I was in at that time and I can see the meaning behind it even when you know you don't know what it's about when you're writing it it kind of comes a little bit afterwards to me so yeah there were a few songs that just happened to fit really nicely together um I haven't actually written for a specific kind of like a, an EP or an album yet. Um, but I'm looking forward to doing that because it's a very different experience and I think it will be a good challenge. So you start the EP off with Perfect Thought, the, the title track, and it has a... Did you record it like live with a band? Because that's how it sounds. Oh, good. That's how I want it to sound. But sadly, no. It was kind of like in the depths of Christmas lockdown. 
a lot of it was done remotely and at home here we did a few bits in the studio like the the guy who plays drums on it Mikey Chancho he um we didn't even meet him before he played drums on the track because we couldn't he just went into the studio played them and we were like on this like little link so we could hear what he was doing which is weird but um I'm glad it it kind of ended up sounding like a live band that's how I wanted it to sound vocal is very warm and upfront and not a lot of effects. Was that a you decision or is that a producer decision? I think it's something that I find with a lot of my songs that when I do the main melody and the main vocal, I listen and I'm like, I don't really hear anything else going kind of on top of it. I, I, you know, I think it sounds its best when it is kind of, like you said, at the forefront, supported by the music with this melody floating over the top of it. And I think that's how my voice sounds the best. Definitely for this EP, the more natural kind of intimate sound, I think, fitted it best. And then you go into Timothy, which is the most pleasant sounding diss track you've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> A really polite diss track, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So how did that one come about? Yeah, that was um, a very beginning of lockdown track when um, lots of you know people in hospitality and that those live events and live music didn't know what the hell was happening and no one really had any safety net and it was really really stressful. Um, so that was kind of came out of that situation where I was just annoyed and frustrated. It was a big roller coaster of emotions, so I decided to just like laugh at it a little bit um, to get through it and I wrote it as just as like a joke song um, just for fun and, and then it turned out to work quite well um, as a natural track which is funny because I never intended on releasing it it just happened <laughs> go into you which is more serious bringing it back home and it's really stripped back so it, it probably sounds similar to like exactly how you wrote it just in your bedroom I imagine yeah it was kind of I knew it was gonna just be acoustic picked guitar and some atmospherics from the beginning but it did take quite a lot of time to get those atmospherics right because there's so much that sounded good I didn't want to overpower it with other stuff and it's it's really hard to do that when it does sound good so yeah we um me and my my boyfriend had been playing it live for quite a while and he always used to play it on the lap still and that always kind of was it it was guitar lap still and vo voice was the main core of it and then all the other bits kind of got added on towards the end of the production but i think that one really needed to be as close and intimate as you can get. Well, I say that and then the next track is even more close and intimate. Um, but yeah, it's kind of reflects what the song is really about and gives you an idea of the focus of it, I guess. A cool thing about that is the atmospherics at the end lead right into your closing track, Across the Universe, where you collaborated with a uh, McCartney and Lennon 
for that one? Yeah, yeah, they're just two guys yeah. who like, live in Nottingham and... <laughs> yeah, you, you found them at a bar one day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they said, here, I've got some lyrics, do you want to make a song with us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to end with the cover? So that was one that we recorded literally ages and ages ago before we even thought about the EP. We just knew that um, we wanted to record it and we were like, oh, we had like half an hour left at the studio. So it's just the one take, um, kind of a bit of a spur of a moment one, which I think is why I love the sound of it so much because it is quite natural. Someone suggested us to do that cover for ages and then we finally did it and we were doing it at a couple of gigs. It took us a long time to hone down the atmosphere of it, you know trying to do it to a click, trying to do it with a band, trying to do it with loads of different stuff. But in the end, you know, piano and vocal fitted it best and it gives you the chance to really focus on the lyrics. It's a song that rounded off really well and it just happened to be a cover. And yeah, I'm happy with it. I'm glad John and Paul let me, <laughs> let me use it. <laughs> Nothing's gonna change my world Nothing's gonna change my world Images of broken light Which dance before me Like a million eyes They call me on and on Across the universe Yeah, it's just, just a vocal and electronic piano and I know firsthand that it's tempting when you have such a, a bare bones track to it's like really is this it do i need to add more and more and more and you have to like hold yourself back yeah definitely and i think we did we tried because it's it's impossible not to try because you never know what it's going to sound like but we did have a, a couple of options we had like a really quite poppy like digital version and it was just like it sounded good but it just didn't quite fit and all the options all sounded good but they just didn't have the feeling that this one has and I think because it was so free and flowing and you know no tempo and we were just playing how we felt that's what makes it such a special track I think a one take track is um, something quite special hopefully and the you across the universe transition was that just something you thought sounded cool because that's uh, it's something that some artists have done on their albums but it's really rare but i love it when it, they do just transition seamlessly yeah that's my favorite like you know beatles and pink floyd albums when they do that it just that's what i you know if i was going to write an album i'd want every single track to do that because i think i love it when it's a piece of music and not individual songs also to you know pay homage a little bit to the beatles they always have that kind of uh, interlude section and it was their suggestion they told you Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. They were in the studio that day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I think it's, I just, it sounded really lovely and I really wanted something to calm it down and then go into it because I think if you stop and start between those two tracks, it didn't quite flow as well um, because, you know, Across the Universe is so quiet and intimate. I think it needed that little transition to get people ready for it and get people in the right state of mind to listen to it. would you say was the hardest song to put together? Definitely Perfect Thought, I think. We spent a lot of time producing that um, and a lot of time being very nearly done. <laughs> you know, we'd say, oh yeah, we're nearly done. We're like so close for like six months. Um, 
And because we weren't in the studio and we were doing mixes, you know, he'd do a mix, send it to us, listen, do tweaks and send it back and forth. It was, it took a long time. Um, it is quite busy and I wanted it to be busy, but it's, it's really hard to get the right balance between too busy and not busy enough. Um, but yeah, the mixing and mastering of it definitely, you know, took it to another level where it sat completely fine and it wasn't overwhelming all of a sudden. So yeah, I think that one was the hardest, but I think that one is my favorite. I'm proudest of it because I think we spent so much time in it, perfecting it and making it just right. <laughs> yeah, it came out great. Definitely. Thank you. And the last couple of months, I've been just a musician. That's been my job for the last couple of months. So I've been properly going for it and getting as much stuff as I could. And it, it has been really lovely. It's It's been good to kind of try out all the different things. Like I've done some busking, I've done some like parties and weddings, I've done, you know, pub gigs, as well as kind of ticketed stuff. So it's it's been really good experience and I have enjoyed it. It's, it's hard work and I think I'm quite ready to maybe wind down a little bit now um, after this EP is out. <laughs> it's promo time. I know, I know. Always promo time. We made a lot of content for it and have a lot of promotional content for it because I wanted to make it really cohesive. And I really like it when people's promo strategies make sense and they're all of the, the videos and the photos that they're using kind of linked together. Um, so we did a lot of that. We did a lot of that with film and kind of a slightly lo-fi stuff. But yeah, I think we've kind of pushed this release quite a lot more than we have the other ones just because I've had time to do it and I've had time to spend on it. You're still towards the beginning of your career, but are there any career highlights so far? Mine's a bit weird, um, but the first day that I moved to Nottingham, there was this festival called Nottingham Green Festival, and it's basically this, like eco-vegan festival in Nottingham, um, and I had loads of live music. And when we arrived, I was like, oh, I should get a, you know, get a slot here for next year. And then obviously next year was COVID and it didn't happen. But this year um, I managed to play and it was a really nice full circle kind of thing where it's, you know, it's not a big thing. It's, it's just nice to think, oh, I decided I wanted to do that and I did it. And it was, yeah, it was lovely. I'm supporting um, an act called Joel Black in Nottingham at um, Percy Picklebackers, it's now called, it used to be called Billy Bootleggers, but it's now called Percy Picklebackers <laughs> um, in Nottingham in Lace Market on the uh, 29th of October. Sounds delightfully British. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a lovely, it's kind of like, it's a really cool, like, kind of dive bar place. Um, but yeah, it's on the Friday night on the 29th of October, supporting him. I think Miles Knight is also supporting his um, a very well-known act in Nottingham. So it's, it's very nice to be on the same stage with them and feel like I've kind of got a part of the scene now. I meant to mention this before, but uh, we're kind of turning the tables on you with yeah, because you have your Spread the Love show of your own. Mm. Is that going to continue? I think I'll probably pick it back up. I'm not sure when. Um, but yeah, I've done a couple of series of it and yeah, it has been so lovely just to meet new people and it was it was really a lifeline over lockdown especially, just something to work towards and um, actually speak to some new people and, you know, musicians will talk about music till, you know, till the sun goes down. So um, it has been really lovely, but yeah, I, just, I think I will start it up again. I'm not sure when. When I, I feel like I've had a good break, then I probably will come back and meet some more people because there's so many amazing people out there to meet. You kind of touched on finding your sound initially. 
What are some other genres or styles you might want to explore in the future? I think I would want to explore a bit more of the alternative side. And I think Wake Up was a little bit of that. Um, something I really like just doing something a bit different and kind of surprising people. And I think Perfect Thought has been me finding my safe sound, if you know what I mean, like something that I will always go back to and I will always enjoy making. And I think people seem to enjoy, so I will always continue making that kind of music, but it's nice to kind of stretch out of that a little bit. Um, and definitely I'll probably do a little bit more pop as well. I've got some collaborations coming up, so hopefully there'll be some slightly different charity stone music out there soon. So I scream and I shout and I Wake Up has a great sound to it. Thank you. I really like that. <laughs> Just like the sonic soundscape to it. It's really nice. Is there any kind of message or something that you want people to take away from your EP? Yeah. Um, I had a really lovely review today and I thought it kind of encapsulated everything that I hadn't even thought hadn't thought about for a while about my music and it was just um he said you know when i finish listening to charity's music i always feel a little bit better about the world and i was like oh that's what i want that's literally i just want you to listen to my music and have a smile on your face and tap your toe and think oh that was nice i had a nice you know relaxing 20 minutes and didn't think about anything else and i think that's what music is for a lot of people escape and i want to be able to give people that and hopefully they can enjoy it as much as i enjoy it what would be a dream collaboration of yours? Ooh, God, where do I even start? Um, I think Dodie, that would be really cool. I have tried to cover a couple of her songs and I just listen to the production. I'm like, I just have no idea what's going on here. There's so much intricate stuff. And I'd love to like learn how she lays it up and how they make it sound like that um, because it's really beautiful stuff. So yeah, Dodie, definitely. Maybe Orla Gartland as well. That would be a little bit more rocky. Billy Martin as well as another favourite of mine who does quite alternative, quite laid back stuff. I take a lot of influence from her, so that would be really cool as well. What's next for you? Do you have any uh, plans in the horizon or are you just in promo mode right now? I'm a little bit in promo mode at the moment now. Um, the next for me, um, I've got, like I said, I've got quite a few, four or five like collaboration projects and I'd really love to focus my efforts on getting them done and out and um, yeah, I think I want to maybe focus on some music I make with completely with other people, you know, not just my own songs and I go to the studio. And I think that would be a, a different experience for me. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be nice to just throw myself into music that I wouldn't normally make with people that I like. So I think it will be fun. Yeah, that's the plan. Links to Charity's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music, and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening.